Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, buddy, before we get started with this week's episode, which we recorded way back in November of 2023. Wow, what a different time. I wanted to update you on a few changes you may have noticed around these parts. First up, we have new show art. That is from Duck Brigade Design at Duck Brigade Design on social media or duckbrigade.com. A new show art for Get Animated and get played. You probably saw that as your podcast tile uh, or saw it on social media. But thanks to Gabe and Andrea over there. Uh, we're very, very happy with it. Also, we have a new theme song that is from Ben Prunty, one of my favorite working video game composers from FTL, Subnautica Below Zero, Into the Breach. Uh, you've heard his work in those games, and now you can hear it on our podcast. Uh, we, we really love it. BenPruntyMusic.com and that link will also be in our show notes. And one more thing. We now have our back catalog. All of our episodes previous to our new alliance with HeadGum are available on our Patreon. So that includes How Did This Get Played? That includes our premium DLC, which was formerly paywalled as part of Stitcher Premium, Rest in Power. You can get all that now at patreon.com slash get played in fact that's the only place to get it and so we have a get animated there that's our anime watch along show uh we also have the get played back catalog you can get that as a standalone or you can get that as a bundle with get animated so check all that out anyway thanks again to andrea and gabe at duck brigade design thanks again to ben prunty benpruntymusic.com uh we're just thrilled with all this new stuff that's just adding a fresh coat of paint to this dusty old show Anyway, enjoy this week's episode and maybe get ready to get played. Uh, hey, everyone. Before we start the show, we just wanted to make an announcement because we talked about a bunch of games that were coming out in 2024, and then we got some news afterwards and wanted to add this. Yeah, yeah. This, so just a peek behind the curtain a little bit is that we record the episodes first, and then afterwards we record the intros, but in that time... We got this massive announcement that actually no new games are coming out this year. Yeah, there's no new games coming out in 2024. So uh, don't bother putting in any pre-orders at GameStop. More games for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, don't go to your local game stores and actually don't even look this up. It's like you can just trust us. We're two vetted, uh, you know, sources that there are no games there coming no out. Games. So don't even try to go pre-order the the cool games that are coming out, and then I can get all the games that I want. Yeah, don't go. Don't you know? Open up the Steam store and try to look for new releases that are coming out in 2024 and, you know, add them to your shopping cart because then I can buy them all for me. Yeah, and then also, uh, oh, God. Nick, I'm seeing something else crazy on on, on on the computer here. No more gaming hardware coming out either. Oh, so, like, yeah, I the, heard this too. The new consoles and, like, boop, boop, boop. this is Dan Rather. No new gaming hardware is coming out either. Boop, boop, boop. Okay, see, that was, that, yeah, that was urgent live. news alert that just came in that was live yeah. on the news right now we turned the tv on for one second they happen to be talking about it but like so if you think about like 
trying to pre-order something because you might see something yeah. that's fake that's you actually they're trying like, to steal your identity. The OLED, you know, Steam Deck they've been talking about. Like, yeah. like, yeah, don't don't bother getting one of those so I can keep it for myself. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't try. I know that the, everyone's been talking about there's gonna be a switch New two. switch, yeah, switch two. Don't don't, don't even try to pre-order it because then I can have it and then I'll have it first. They'd just be for me and Matt. We'll get all the games. All the games for us. Just the goodest guys. If we're the only two who can get the games, then we get to have all the games to ourselves. That's right. And even though they're digital, you there's there's only so many. We don't understand how the economy works. <laughs> we think that downloads are limited. All the games for us all the time because we deserve it. And actually, you know what? If you're listening this far, you're actually really bad. And you're, you don't deserve any of the games. You're bad for listening this far. So you, even if the games do come out, you shouldn't get them. And your we punishment is them. that you can't pre-order it and then there's more for us. But yeah, so like, it's just like, yeah, it's, so very, it's a real bummer. It's yeah. a real sad news, but you know, that's the reality. And hey, you got lots of stuff that you can play in your backlog. You can't play that either. No, They're you, all for me. You gotta send those to us. We preview a bunch of new games we won't have time to play because there are too many new games as we look ahead at the 2024 release calendar this week on Get Played. Wow, it's Get Played, your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to get played! I'm Nick Weiger, along with Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Get Played. Matt, we are recording this a bit in advance, but we're looking ahead to 2024. We can tell the future now, Nick. Can we? I don't know. We're looking into the future. I guess we can't really do anything about it, can we? We can see what's going on, we can see what's coming out, but ultimately we have no impact on those realities you know well this is the thing like if you could see the future do you actually have the power to change it i mean this is a thing that's probably been explored a bunch of different ways with any sort of a soothsaying ability is like or or, or is the future fated to become that way mm. and that's why you can see it as it's as it's uh, it's it's certain to be I, I i sort of feel that if i could see the future and see how it how something could come out yeah i don't think i'd I don't know if I could change anything. Like, yeah. I don't know if I have the power or the strength to do something like that. I think I'd just be too lazy. Yeah, I that's change the other this thing. shit. Imagine I see it and I'm like in the most comfortable place I've ever been. Yeah. I'm not doing jack shit. Exactly. Dog. Yeah. What are we doing here? Um, I'm very excited about something right now that I have to simply call out. Yes. First of all, we're being recorded by Emma. That's right. <laughs> Doughboy's producer Emma Urbrink is filling in today. Hi, Emma. Great to have you here. Hello. I'm happy to be here. So, Jemmy the dog was on the other side of the room just a little bit ago. That's right. And now she's actually closer to my side. Jemmy, uh, Jemmy has become a, a, a beautiful dog. What kind of dog is she? I know she's a, she's a rescue. We're not totally sure. We think there's definitely some beagle in there and a little Jack Russell. We think maybe a little Whippet. Uh, she is cute as a button and she has become a recent fixture of Doughboy's Records in studio. And uh, because you're here today, Jemmy is here, and it's it's a light. We've not done a dog in studio record before. I've never wow. once in the two hundred and some odd episodes has there been a dog in the in. Well, on Heather's end, yeah, there have been. There's been a dog. That's uh, true, but never but not in, in studio. Not, never in studio. Yeah. So this is very exciting, and I was kind of worried that 
Uh, well, it is happening right now as we speak. Jemmy is going back to the other side and is somehow favoring Nick. She's very tentative. She still doesn't <laughs> like me, even though I, I feel like I know her pretty well. But I think she just sort of gets she just sort of gets my energy, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah Jemmy's like, very quiet and very. <laughs> yeah. uh, Let me very stay away chill. from this guy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. She knows how to take yeah. care of you. Get up here, Jemmy. Come Go here, good girl. Come on. Does Are everybody... you going to talk about my favorite game, Catch? <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, we are not that kind of game show. Yeah, our guest is Jimmy, and today we're going to be talking about Catch. So the thing about Catch is you could do it with sort of any ball. Right, right. <laughs> Sometimes a fun thing to do when you're playing Catch is to like fake like you're throwing the ball, like do a really vigorous motion. I'll tell you who does not like yeah. that. Jemmy or any of the dogs. <laughs> it is a cruelty the only known to man. That's so cute. Yeah. Oh, you're being very good, She's Jimmy. We love having you here. And Emma, we love having you here as well. Oh, happy to be here. What a treat. So, yeah, we're going to be, I, I mean, I guess just just generally, how are you feeling about 2024 from a gaming standpoint? Because we're coming off of a banger year, 2023, a lot of great games, well, uh, maybe maybe an all-timer year. Yeah. I don't know if it's quite in that tier. I It's kind of tough because, like, I don't, I can't think about the years that I've gamed that were better than others because it's mm. so far in the past now. But, like, in the last, since we've been doing the show. Yes. 2023 was absolutely one of the best years in gaming, like that since we've started at least, right? We were also like, yeah, we, and we we've obviously weathered a couple of uh, you know weathered a couple pandemic years, yeah. which affected uh, the releases of those years, but in subsequent years as such, and I, I you know 2022, but I think especially 2023, I think benefited from those backlog of games that were in development. You know, finally being able to get a proper li- release because yeah, it was just a deluge. It was honestly too much. That was the mm-hmm. big issue with 2023. Too much. Twenty twenty four, you know, could be a could be a dud. We're maybe due for a dud, but yeah, maybe the stinker year. Maybe just a just a, a straight up bad year. Yeah, maybe just everything sucks. There's nothing worth playing. If it's, it's like, a yeah, stinker it's year, garbage. you know who's gonna be excited about it? The critic. The critic loves to say it stinks. Uh, I now I don't know if he's ever reviewed any video games, but I think probably just yeah. generally any sort of media that displeases him, he will deem it as stinking. Do you think he has the same stance as like a Roger Ebert that video games could never achieve uh, art? That's a good question. I mean, I think probably being written as something of a Siskel and Ebert sort of analog, I bet he yeah. would have the same sort of condescension towards a condescension towards a nascent art form. Uh, you know, certainly the era when the critic was airing. But these days, I don't know. I feel like even Ebert, I've said this before, I feel like Ebert would have come around. Yeah, he would have had to see something like like The Last of Us or, uh, you know, uh, The Last of Us 2 or any of, honestly, like any... Last of Us Left Behind. Yeah. Uh, the anything, Last of Us Part 1, the remake. Yeah, yeah. Any, anything like that. If you would have seen anything like that, he would have been like, I'm so sorry, gamers. <laughs> no, I actually think it's it's maybe more on the the indie side, like things that aren't like, because I think a lot of times it was like stuff that was attempting to be cinematic was yeah. stuff that would be more sneered at. But then look, looking at something that's a little bit more, you know, artful or that uses a, a gaming, the medium as a like 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 takes advantage of of what's uh what's present there what's innate to that art form mm-hmm. like i think like something like journey which is a game that heather doesn't like but uh yeah. you know 
she's not here. Um, but the but that's <laughs> we can the, talk about we stuff can talk about Journey because like. Heather's not here. Yeah. But like that's I feel like that's the kind of game that you can get someone on board with. Like, oh, okay, this is kind of a different sort of experience that you can't have in a non-interactive way. Yeah, yeah, I think that's interesting. I think versus I, gameplay broken up by cutscenes, and they're just going to say this is this isn't this isn't a movie. You know? I think because he liked anime, sure, Roger Ebert would eventually like video games. I think he'd get there. 100%. We can only speculate. Yeah. Though. May he rest. Uh, RIP. I love Debert. I loved I loved watching those two bitches argue. It's so funny. <laughs> I um I will still put those on. Like I, I was watching. I'll just I'll just put on a YouTube compilation of like uh, like Siskel and Ebert going at it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hilarious. And you watch some, one one of them sometimes, and they're just like both super cranky, and yeah. you're just watching it, feeling like I bet they didn't have lunch before they they shot the episode. That's all this was. You and you knew it was going to be a good one when you they looked like. Either one of them could slap the other one. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but now we actually know we don't joke about slapping anymore. No, that's no, that's we can't. Absolutely not. We can't. No, comedy can't. was changed forever. I no. don't even know if we can joke, period. Comedy might be over. No. Uh, and that actually is really good for us. <laughs> Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, now that we're done referencing uh, two Oscars ago... <laughs> Let's look ahead to the future, um, but but first, actually, I do want to take a pause and 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 think about this year that is just ending, twenty twenty three. As we ask, what are you playing? Yeah, yeah. So I thought the way we could handle this, Matt, is we can we're going to because we're recording this in advance. I thought we could discuss a twenty twenty three game we wanted to play but didn't get around to. Um, so if you want to think on that for a second, I have, I have some ideas of my own, but also Emma, I wanted to include you because I know that you are someone who, I, I don't know how much of a gamer you are, but I do know you play, uh, you played the shit out of Breath of the Wild and you have been playing Tears of the Kingdom. Yes. Yeah. That's actually the only game I've been playing is Tears of the Kingdom, Wow, but it's huge. I mean, I started it when it came out and then yeah. I took a break for a while because it was a little overwhelming and I was moving and now I'm kind of back into it. But it's still very overwhelming. It's yes. such a huge game. Like I haven't even touched the depths. I'm like scared to go down there. <laughs> it is <laughs> pretty scary. Yeah. Yeah. I actually was exploring. I was showing it to Mike the other day, and yeah. I was like explored more in that moment than I had before. And I was realizing it was because someone was sitting there with me, <laughs> and I wasn't like by myself in the dark or something. Jemmy snuggles with me a lot while I play video games too, which is helpful. Oh, wow, that's um, cute. But that's kind of all I've been playing. Yeah. I think I could play it for years. <laughs> right, that, that's the sort of like your my understanding is like with Breath of the Wild, you just like hunkered down with that and just yeah. played the shit out of it, and the, yeah. the same sort of process. Do you like all the building stuff that's ha that's been added? I like the building is fun. I like just like being able to run around and like choose. Like some days I'm like I'm not gonna fight anything. Right. I'm just gonna like forage for mushrooms and like run around and like look at pretty things. And then sometimes I'm like I'm gonna go kill a bunch of stuff. And yeah, yeah I like being able to choose that. I'm not sacrificing the like actual game too much by yeah. doing that in a way. Um. But yeah, the building in this one's kind of fun. That's yes. new. Yeah. It's confusing a little bit, but I'm getting there. <laughs> do you like, do you care about like chasing the, or, you know, following the story too much? Or are you just like, 
getting in there and sort of like hanging out and like vibing. I follow the story. Okay. I follow like like the side quests are fun because it's kind of there. A lot of them are fairly self contained. Yeah, and you can like start and end. The main story, I tend to get off track, and then I like find myself back around at things where I'm like, yeah. oh, I was definitely supposed to encounter this much earlier than I did because mm-hmm. it's like way easier than I thought it was going to be or something like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, no, I follow the story. I have, I'm almost through the. I have one more like regional thing. Okay. To, like, oh, okay. Tackle yeah. In okay. Tears of the Kingdom. So my, yeah, my I, the reason I ask is because I recently heard um, my friend's wife playing this game in a way that I've never heard anybody play this game mm-hmm. before, and they basically 100%ed every single aspect of the game Whoa. and then got to the final boss and was like, I'm good and turned it off. Yes. Wait, like, just what? like did not care to finish the, like to defeat Ganon at all. It was like, I'm good. I think I'm done with this. We maybe talked about yeah. this specifically on yeah. the pod maybe. before, yeah. but I do, but like, I do think there's an element of just like, maybe not even realizing like what, what uh, what's going on there is like I don't want this experience to be over I don't yes. want like, the finality of like this is done yeah. I, you know but I but uh, who knows I, I I love the flex yeah, it's yeah. Like, I do like that also 100%ing everything in that game I like can't even I tried I 100%ed the shrines in Breath of the Wild and that wow. took fucking forever yeah. and I had to cheat like I had to look them up <laughs> yeah, at a certain point I was right. like there's three left how the fuck am I supposed to find them <laughs> did you go to Korok seeds I did I don't remember how how many of them I had? I don't. Ca- that was too many. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't that that's shit. the hundred percenting thing yes. that like blows my mind. Like I don't even know how you do that. No, um, so I many. F- I fell off of. It sounds like you're further than I got when I kind of fell off of Tears of the Kingdom more just because I was like overwhelmed by all the stuff to play and yeah. like yeah and also the game and it's just it's just kind of daunting in its scope. But mm-hmm. you finished it. I finished it and I like now can't tell you like a single thing about it. Like, I, 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 it, like it left my mind completely. Yeah, right. Like I like I remember like you know the things that we're talking about the depths and like yeah. the the building and the powers ascending. I remember right. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But like if I got back in there, I would be worthless. Like I yeah. like I just can't. Like I haven't played it since I finished. I feel like it. that's kind of the weirdness of it being the same map as the as Breath mm-hmm. of the Wild too. Like I thought I had been to. The, Carco Village or whatever it's called. The yeah. and last night I got there and I hadn't been there yet in this game, and I was just like remembering it from the other oh, game. You know yeah. what I mean? So like yeah. I kind of conflate the memory. So like I'll be like, oh, I did that thing. I've yeah. been here before, but like I actually haven't. Yeah. So there's new stuff to find. You know, it's uh, I and I would say it was one of my games of the year, and I like it's gone from my brain now. I guess I could play it again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I liked is that Addison guy. Support the guy supporting the president. You, yeah, uh, you would. He's <laughs> With my all guy. The signs. <laughs> <laughs> that simp. I'm going around doing that for Biden. <laughs> <laughs> happy, <laughs> happy 81st birthday to the goat. <laughs> Man, he's up there. Um. Uh. uh all right. Oh, well, uh, I thought I. <laughs> Look, you're not saying anything about his uh, competency for office. Or I'm that just we're saying he's old. His I would say he's he's old old I thought he was the greatest he's guy ever. Bitch. <laughs> he's old, old as shit. And I, you know what? I hope he got a big scoop of ice cream for his for, for his his little dessert. He loves it. <laughs> I'd be right there with him having a cone. I love ice cream. Yeah, I also love ice cream. What a treat. Uh, Matt, a couple of games that yes. I wanted to get to in 2023. And it actually ties in with something that's coming out in 2024. Mm-hmm. But... The Yakuza franchise, which has been rebranded oh. like a dragon, 
Uh, there were a couple games, a couple spin-off games that came out in 2023 that I didn't get time to spend time with either of them, even though even though they were both on Game Pass. Uh, like a Dragon Ishin and Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name. Um, one is set in like a, a, a kind of a it's it's a kind of a, a feudal Japan setting. It's like it is like a samurai game. Um, and uh, that's the uh, that's like a dragon Ishin, and it looks really cool. And it also like looked like it had all the charm of the Yakuza franchise that I really like from Yakuza Zero, uh, and uh, plus a you know this historical setting, which is just like a really interesting context for it. Uh, and the other one is uh, it you know stars Kiryu, uh, and that one it came out more recently. But like that, like I love that character; he's like mm-hmm. the best. Um, but yeah, I just didn't have time for either of those. And hopefully, in the new year, I'll be able to budget some time to explore some more of the Yakuza franchise. But I do feel like part of this exercise should be us saying, will we ever get around to this? And if I'm being honest with myself, no, I will never get around to playing these two games that look like they really, that really interest me. Mm -hmm. But I would like to. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I'll probably be delusional and say, I'll get to all of these. And there's just absolutely no way. There's no, like there's, there's, because I'm thinking of games, uh, not just games I didn't get to touch, but games I started and didn't finish. You know, well, yeah. Well, what what would what would you if you were going to zero in on on one or two things? What would it be for 2023? Uh, you know, I mean, as far as games that I didn't finish, I would have loved to, I'd love to get back in there and finish off Baldur's Gate three. You know, um, and Armored Core six, probably my two big ones of the ones that yeah. I played this year. But as of ones that I've missed, I heard a lot about Lies of P. People love Lies of P and crazy Pinocchio game. Pinocchio Souls like Pinocchio Souls like, and I I think I I would have liked to get in there. I think, but it's it's too late for me. And I just, that's one that I feel pretty confident that there's just no way, there's just no way I'm gonna get to it. Yeah, because like that type of game occupies such a very specific like. I think I was looking at this the other day. You yeah. know my my most played game on PlayStation is still Elden Ring by like a hundred hours. That rocks. <laughs> like the next thing down is like 70 hours or something. Mm-hmm. And like I put almost 200 hours into Elden Ring and I I can't, I don't think I can do that again. I don't think Lies of P is as chunky as, as Elden Ring, but that was a, that was a big one, a big, big one to me. Um, but you know, I didn't get to play the, the Dead Space remake either, and I was mm. actually pretty interested in that for being a big coward. It was supposed to be a great remake, yeah. and I also didn't get to it. I mean, it's uh, it's in- like like because we covered the Resident Evil Four remake, and and oh, we loved, loved it. that. But it, yeah, it is kind of like just whatever you fight you you have attention for. The other one that that came out, um, uh, there was a System Shock remake That's as well right. that we like bar- maybe barely touched on. Yeah, but that was another one that I wanted to play. Yeah, and it's just like it's. That that's the other thing when you've got these now you got these high gloss high production value remakes of like classic games it feels like a new game even if you've played it uh, so you kind of want to revisit it. if you haven't played it, it's like well hell now's now's the reason for me to finally play this thing I but, replayed we replayed the Last of Us this year yes yeah <laughs> they remade it and we played it again was that, that this was that in twenty twenty three that was this year yeah wow yeah um but. Those are the Last of Us Part One came out in 2023. Yeah, The Last of Us. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it came out. Uh, uh, came out in 2022. You're right, but at the end of the year, 
Okay. We covered it in 2023? No, we covered it the month okay. it came out. All right. <laughs> we covered it last year. So I've lost uh, my mind. But there's a, we talked about this a little bit a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Marvel's Midnight Suns is one I do feel like I will get to. I was pretty interested in and that. that was like a 2022 release yes, even, like but a I very feel, late 2022. I feel like all the stuff I heard about it, though, was yeah. 2023. Though, does that make sense? Like, No, I got gotcha. I feel like a lot of people, the conversation about Marvel's Midnight Suns really began in 2023. It came out at the tail end of the year amidst yeah. a deluge of releases yeah. and kind of got buried. And then when people got around to it the next year, they were like, ah, check this game out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Here's I mean, my thing with yeah. Lies of P. First off, anytime, because I haven't played all the Souls games, Bloodborne is a notable blind spot for me. I'm like, if I am going to commit to playing that kind of game, why don't I just play Bloodborne? So that's my first block for that. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Um, and then my other issue is uh, Lies of P. We should be talking about Lies of T. Trump. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. Nick looked into a camera with a fucking lens cap on it. <laughs> Absolute psycho shit. I'm going to call Mitch. We got to lock our boy up. That was crazy. I don't think you can do the uh, the the joyless, uh, uh, like, I just give you some, a little bit of the Daily Show, like, I've got a serious bit of, of like, truth I just dropped, throw to commercial without looking at a camera. You got to look at a camera. Like you have to look at a camera, even uh, if it's off. Uh, my thing about Lies of P yeah. is that it makes me think of pissing the bed. Mmm. You pee I'm the lying bed and, and pee. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say that like, you pee in the bed and then you lie about it. It's like, oh, I don't know what happened. I, I guess it was all really over me in the bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so some freak came in here and pissed all over me. And it also makes you think of the rental song Friends of Pee. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So that's actually not bad. I like that. And we'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're back. Uh, let's talk about 2024. I think the way to the 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 a good baseline here, Matt, is the Game Awards 2023 nominees for most anticipated game. Because we can just look at oh, these interesting. and start here and and maybe take the conversation from there. But here they are. Here are the nominees. And as of this episode's release, I'm sure a winner will have been crowned. Also, what a weird award. Yeah, the, the one game you awards want the in general most. are chaos, but like this, yes. and like and this, just like hammers home what a, what an exercise in marketing it is. It's just like, 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 hey, let's name what game we're most excited for that isn't even out yet. Yeah, and, and we have no frame of reference for really for some of these too. Well, I think for the they're yeah. largely like entries in maybe entirely entries in existing franchises. Yeah, so it's just kind of like, okay, here are these ones. Let's here's here's the next one of these. Um, so naturally, people are going to be hyped for it. Here, here they are. Most anticipated game nominees, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Hades 2, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, Star Wars Outlaws, and Tekken 8. There's no way, I mean, uh, gosh, when did Tekken 7 come out, though? Uh, Tekken 7. I have no sense of this, the Tekken franchise. I, I, I haven't played a Tekken avidly since Tekken 3 on PlayStation 1. I know that in me saying this, mm -hmm. people are going to say that I'm wrong and, yeah. and try to come for me on this. Nobody, I don't think anybody likes Tekken this much. 
I think there are some, I mean, I will come for you because I think that's <laughs> insane. I think there are some huge Tekken fans. And my understanding is that the Tekken series is, has been quite good. It's just like, it's just not for me. No, I'm I like I'm going to play a fighting game. I'm going to play something else. And I don't play fighting games really. I the Tekken 7 came out in 2015. So I guess this is anticipated because it's been, it will have been nine years since yeah. the previous entry. There hasn't been a Tekken in a long time. Uh, which is cool. I'm happy for the the Tekken fans. And actually, I didn't even heads. I didn't even say that. Yeah, I didn't even say that nobody likes Tekken. <laughs> you made that up. It's in the episode, but I don't even know how it got there. I think uh, I thought that's why I'm messing with the wires over there. Got it. Uh, I think something happened. Yeah, yeah. I think Jimmy said it. People are dousing their pitchforks. Or yeah, okay. they're, they're putting their pitchforks okay, away and dousing their Jimmy. torches, so they're fine. Thanks for taking the heat yeah. on that, Jimmy. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I guess of of this list. I'll tell you that I'm probably most personally excited for Hades 2 on the on this list. But I don't I'm very c- curious about I know that Star Wars Outlaws um is like a bounty hunter game, which yeah. is kind of more exciting to me than a Jedi game because it feels like there's more to do there or more more to do that we haven't done in a Star Wars video game before. Right. Um cuz my big thing, um, my big thing about Star Wars is that we see we see Jedi stuff all the time. Yes, we could be seeing any other stuff. There's like it's an it's 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 a rich world with a bunch of crazy stuff going on all the time. Mm-hmm. We don't have to see this one Jedi family or like even the Jedi at all. Sure, we could just that's why the Mandalorian works so well until they start bringing Jedi stuff into it. Because then you're like, okay, now it's tied to this stuff yeah. I already know. Now it's just the Luke Skywalker deepfake show. Exactly. And that's just like, that's his own kind of exhausting. Yes. So I was like, oh, enjoy the Mandalorian. Oh, uh, yeah. I, don't get me wrong. Yeah. That wasn't a criticism. Yeah. Like, I, it, it's, it's, it's more that just like, I'm used to that. Yes. I, I'm, I've seen that a, a lot. This is interesting to me because we don't really get to do that in a Star Wars video game uh, that often, which I'm, which I'm excited about. I would be more excited about. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Had I finished uh, Seven Remake, which which I would like to do yeah. still. I did finish Seven Remake, and I am definitely uh, excited for Rebirth. I I mean I think that was just like a just a perfectly done, yeah. you know, I remake like the way because it's like it's like a it's it's not a remaster mm-hmm. as like the you know the Dead Spaces that we talked about earlier are where it's just like this is the same game but it, everything is uh, looks and plays like a contemporary game. It's like it's a whole new game yeah. that has a lot of the story beats from the first, but even those are kind of like rearranged and some details are changed and the characters are there but they're all a little different and the gameplay is completely different from the turn based battling of the original yeah. game it, and and it's just like it's but also like it's such a richly realized world that actually feels populated which was a big part of what i liked about the game and what didn't work for me for with cyberpunk initially is like it didn't feel like this was an actual actual living world there it feels like like oh man they actually made this feel um inhabited like this is a larger society where people you know uh work and love and so forth can i, can uh, I know, ask I'm, you something mm-hmm. and will you be honest with me please do I have to play the original one to like? No, you do. You don't have to play Final okay. Fantasy VII. But I think there probably. I think you maybe should play Final Fantasy VII just because yeah. it's a great game. Um, I think there's probably ways around some of the the tedium. I don't know if they've they've done a. Uh, I, there hasn't been a re-release that like you know 
lets you toggle off uh, random encounters or so forth. I don't think. No. Um, but I think you can just. I, I think it's good enough where it's worth playing. And, okay. and those those quirks of the uh, old school JRPG, you can just sort of power through. Because again, I've, I've started it a few times mm-hmm. on a few different systems. Yeah. And have been like. I kind of just want to play the new one because yeah, like the well, new one is. This is the other yeah. thing. Just play the just play the remake. Okay. I'm saying like if you're you don't you certainly there's no prerequisite to play the original. Okay. I think you probably would enjoy it knowing your tastes um, mm. and knowing that you're like open to playing older games. Yes. But also, it, I would not let that stop you from from reengaging with Final Fantasy VII remake and, okay. or with Rebirth. Uh, I want to go back to Star Wars Outlaws for a second because. The one thing that concerns me about Star Wars Outlaws is that it's from Ubisoft, yes. and I feel like the it's exa- they they exactly do the kind of bloated open world game that I kind of am exhausted by. Now maybe this won't be that, maybe, but I just kind of feel like I'm I'm just. To me, that's a red flag. To me, that's just like is this going to be just Assassin's Creed Star Wars? Is this going to have that kind of feel? Yeah. I, I'm concerned about it being a service game because, like, the, I feel like some re- releases in the last couple of years have been sneaky service games mm. that I'm not super stoked about. Like, you know, last year, last year when we did this like similar premise of an episode, yeah, I said that Suicide Squad killed the Justice League was one of my more anticipated games of the year. It got delayed twice yes. since then. And we can of, we can talk about it today because it's 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 a 2024 release. It's at this now, point. Yeah, it's being yeah. it's been pushed to this year, 2024 or the year that, you know, of 2024. And the stuff that they showed of it is like it's like a live service game. It's right. a shooter. It's a, a third person shooter game. Uh, and that's that's like not. <laughs> Fun or interesting to me in in this you know those. But those... do you mean like the monet? It's it's monetized like a game as a service. Is that what you're there's saying? Loot. Oh, okay. There's loot. There's like loot and stuff, uh, and it's like they. It's a total miscalculation of what uh, people want from that franchise. I think. I think people want the that sort of like Batman combat, like that that you know they're all individual characters. Uh, they could all have their own move sets, but like every single one of them has a gun. And there's like rarity of of loot and stuff, right? But to yeah. me, that's different than like a game as a service. Where I'm thinking yeah. of like, oh, there's a bunch of you know uh, monetization. There's a bunch of stuff oh, yeah. that you can buy in game. Like to me, that I'm I'm just maybe this is a this is just a terminology thing. But I'm just yeah. thinking of something different when you're saying that. Like like if it's a looter shooter, yeah. that's its own. That also like to me does not seem like a good use of the property. No. But maybe that's um, what I mean then, because it it does it seems like like if you see, I mean. Some of these characters do have guns. Yeah, is the thing. But like, if you're if you're fucking uh, what's his name, King Shark or whatever, uh-huh. you want to chomp some people. He doesn't have a gun. He has a gun. I would think he would have a gun. Well, wouldn't they all have guns? I don't these know. These are bad guys, right? Harley Quinn would have hammer, have big hammer, hitting or people ba- with or big a bat, hammer, right? Or a bat. Oh, uh, she can have a gun. Captain Boomerang has boomerang. Does he have a gun? They give Captain Boomerang they give a Captain gun. Captain Boomerang a gun. And it doesn't shoot. Oh, that boomerangs. one doesn't make any sense. King Shark should be chomping, is yeah. what I'm saying. At at minimum, his Captain Boomerang's gun should be like Quick Man and should shoot out boomerangs. Yeah, that's good. I like that. But I'm not. I'm like. It went from my most anticipated uh-huh. to I could give two shits about it and probably won't play it. I'm like not interested at all anymore. Wow. Uh you mentioned Hades too. 
That's right. Heat Ace 2 is going into early access, I think, in 2024. I mean, now I did not play Hades 1 in early access at all. It was in early access for a long time. It's a big part of why it was such a refined game when it finally released. I don't know if I'm going to be curious about Hades 2 to, to dip in with early access. I mean, the honest truth is I probably will. But I, yeah. there's also a part of me that's like, maybe I don't need to do that. And maybe I can just wait till this game is actually out. Because honestly, Baldur's Gate 3 was an early access for a very long time, for a prolonged period of time. And to me, my experience benefited from waiting until that was actually released, uh, you know, as a finished retail game. I mean, finished, quote unquote, yeah. obviously had a lot of uh, bugs and things that were updated uh, in the, the subsequent months since release. But but like, I, I kind of wonder if I'm going to take the same approach toward Hades 2. I'll probably get it in early access and mess around with it just a little bit. But man, how, how much how much did you love Hades 1? What a game. What a, what a, what a as the kids say what an absolute unit i don't know if they say it like that but yeah i don't i don't think kids say that at all what it's like yeah they do. absolute unit is like a but that's like a big guy right yeah it's a big guy of a game it's good hades is an absolute unit yeah <laughs> it's Maybe not like it's, it's not a it's not a huge game i guess yeah but it's maybe huge. like Sisyphus within Hades is an absolute unit, or Hades himself is Cerberus kind of an absolute, is an absolute unit. unit yeah, Cerberus is a big boy. Yeah. Okay, Hades is an absolute unit. Mm. He's big. I'm glad the two of us, uh, over thirty guys, just figured out how to use slang yeah, from five yeah. years ago. Okay, <laughs> cool that you looped yourself in with me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I'm pretty excited for for Hades too. I I'm not a big, I don't really get in there in early access, but I feel like I will with this. Yeah. Because um, if they're, if the floor is Hades 1, I think it's going to be fine. Like if it's like, if they, if, they're, if the minimum they're working with is Hades 1. Let me tell you, if it's just more Hades, I'll yeah. take all that that you got. I think that's fine. We just got some new boons and some different gods. Like, yeah. great, well, whatever. I'll play this shit uh, uh, forever. Because we might be, what we might be seeing here is Better Call Saul, the TV show. Mm-hmm. Starts with the quality of the final seasons of Breaking Bad. Mm. Breaking Bad, Rocky Start becomes one How of the dare great. You. I, I like all of uh -huh. it. I love all of it. It's like maybe my favorite show. Yeah. Like I love it. Kind of has a Rocky finish too with Hank and so under minerals. What? We'll be right back. <laughs> um, it has a, it's a, it's a tonally sort of different thing though. Like mm -hmm. it becomes like what we know Breaking Bad in the later seasons. Right, and, sure. And Better Call Saul starts with that level of quality. Nick just cracked a cold one. Uh, you didn't have to call attention to it. <laughs> I think everybody heard it. <laughs> <laughs> was that in the audio? It probably was a little bit. Okay. You could probably bit. remove it. Yeah. No one, no one will know I opened a soda. Nobody, nobody will no. even hear this. Now nobody everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what I'm saying is, Hades 2 is yeah. going to be like Better Call Saul, wherein mm. uh, it's going to start with the quality of the, the end of the previous thing, which is the finished Hades. They've iterated upon it and refined it to the point where they have that as their baseline and they can they, nowhere they to can go, but go even further. Yeah, there's no way it's worse. The thing is, Hades 1 is already like one of the most polished games I've ever played. Like, yeah. you cannot believe just play it as like how finished this is. Yeah. This is just like loaded with content. It, you know, it's, uh, it's a, my entire experience was bug free. And then just like, yeah, just the amount of different, um, 
uh, variations that exist for like dialogue, like that you can just go through so many times and talk to so many NPCs and never hear the same thing twice. It's like it's it's really staggering. Do you think it's too late for us to do an episode about Hades? Not today, but at some point. I mean, maybe it could be today. <laughs> I don't think this is like this is the most solid no, premise. No, no, no. We should do this. We should definitely just uh, people like podcasts that are lists. Uh, people, people love that. That's good. I, that's what they they sign up for. Um, I think for sure we should revisit Hades at some point. Just I'd as love a, to as a talking point because I think it's it's. As much as we've talked about it on several episodes of this show, there's no way we've talked about all of it. We yeah, we haven't dedicated a full episode to it, and there's just there's so much, so much depth, and like again, I just I'm yeah. repeating myself, but just content. There's just yeah. like so much going on in this fucking game. Um, in this most anticipated category mm-hmm. uh, for the Game Awards, I said this before, yeah. I will say it again. Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth is one of the best titles of anything I've ever heard. It's a fantastic title, <laughs> and. If my, you know, like, uh, I haven't read as much about this game. I'm trying to, like, you know, not, because uh, I am planning to play this one. I haven't gotten as into the Yakuza franchise as I expected after I played the shit out of Yakuza 0 and just loved every second of it. Yeah. But it's, it's, I- I'm hoping it has some of the same sort of elements from the subtitle that are in Yakuza 0, which so much was about, like, the bubble economy of Japan and so much, so much of the, um, gameplay involved just like acquisition of obscene wealth. Uh, it sort of seems like that's what we're headed towards, that maybe they're trying to cash in on that same, or cash in, but maybe they're trying right. to exploit that same sort of, uh, you know, uh, structure. But uh, but I don't know. But yeah, it's coming out in January. So it's like, you don't, you don't even get a second to breathe. It's like they're hitting you with like a dragon infinite wealth and like, uh, like the first month of the year. And this is what I say to games coming out in January. Yeah. You couldn't have come out before Christmas so I can get it for Christmas? But here's the thing, Matt. Then you got too many presents. No such thing, baby. I like games games not coming out at the holiday season. Yeah. I think that's like, I like games being released uh, all year round. That's great. Uh, Let me pace out my my playthroughs a little bit more. Now, do you think Santa makes the games? Um, I think he kind of oversees the making of the games, but if you're talking about who's actually like, you know, getting in there, yeah, and opening up uh, Unity and uh, you know, paying uh, yeah, every time a three D layout, yeah, yeah, exa- yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think those are the elves. Yeah. Uh, it's a, yeah, I mean, like, I look, I think this game, it, it just it looks like it's it's for me, and you know, yeah. I, I I didn't play the. Um, so the the this this mixes uh, Kiryu, who's a, one of the protagonists of of Yakuza Zero, uh, and uh, Ichiban, who is the protagonist of the uh, most recent canonical uh, Yakuza game, and so they're both in this. And I didn't play. Um, what the hell was that Yakuza called? Was that one just called Like a Dragon? Yes, uh, it was. Yes. Yeah, it was. <laughs> this is this is the confusion. Uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, is the one that came out with a new protagonist, uh, and it also had a completely different combat system, which was mm-hmm. like more JRPG style turn based. And um, that's just they've taken that, they take that that gameplay, and then also the subtitle like a dragon, and just made it the title of the franchise. So it's like the play, the main character from that game plus Kiryu, uh, and uh, it's set in Hawaii. I don't know, it just looks like a blast. It looks like exactly like the kind of thing for me. So I'm 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 gonna try to budget time for that one. I wish I could think to do that because yeah. I we loved 
we loved Yakuza Zero when we covered it on the show. That was so f- I loved playing that. I wish I wish I had could, had like a thing where I could stop time and only play the y- Yakuza games and mm. just play through all of those because I I loved I loved that. But they're they're not not all of them are particularly long, but I can't do that for the entire series, I think. I definitely have looked at the the list of how, you know, the of, of all the games in the franchise and looked up all their various uh, you know, lengths on how long to beat and had a game plan for going through them. And still I just still haven't done that, but I like planning about I like planning to play yeah. all these games. Yeah. Uh well, I I hope you get to it because it does seem like it's the series seems like it's like really taking off in a really fun way. Like it's it, everybody really likes the the more recent entries. Um, you mentioned stop in time. Well, that's a thing I think the Prince of Persia might be up to because if we're looking ahead beyond this, these these uh, selected uh, the selected quintet of the most anticipated game nominees to the 2024 calendar at large. That's one for me. Prince of Persia: The Lost Crown coming out on January 18th. This one is, it's got, I mean, like you love this franchise. Are you hyped for this one? I'm hyped as shit, dog. I, I, I can't, <laughs> I, I just, it's, it, even though it's different than the Prince of Persia's that I've played. Yeah. Because I've only played the 3D Prince of Persia's, the, you, your, uh, your, the Sands of Time, Warrior Within, the, the Two Thrones. Yeah, this one has 2D gameplay. But yes. it looks, the art direction is awesome. And it looks, um, I don't know. I mean, I love this kind of game. This this sort of, you know, I I I assume it's it plays like a Metroidvania. Yeah, uh, but it's uh, this looks very much for me. And also, this does harken back, like you were saying, to the original Prince of Persia games. Yeah, and I think, the I think Mechner people games are, way back in the day. People have maybe wanted something like this. Uh, I think uh, maybe me, I would have gone the other way and just done another uh, 3D um, Prince of Persia game, and certainly probably would have tried to finish. The uh, the remake that's the remake never coming that out. is probably never coming out again. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I just found out too that the the Knights of the Old Republic uh, remake is dead as well. Mm. Um, that that was probably one that I was going to be excited about. Yeah, and now it's not even coming out anymore. And I guess that just happens. But I, so I'm guessing that. I think that's going to happen. It's amazing with that this. any game ever comes out. Yeah. Honestly, there's so many. The, the the just like the world is stacked against something actually being completed and released. A hundred percent. I'm worried that the Prince of Persia remake will suffer the same fate. Um, but with this, at least this is for sure going to come out and will be a different, uh, you know, iteration of the prince and uh, maybe scratch that itch for me. Who is this new prince? I Do we know the who this guy is? Known as? Matt. That's what I think. You don't actually think that. No, I don't think it's the Purple King. <laughs> uh, anything else in January for you? I mean, I think we hit the big ones. It's a uh, yeah. January is like looking a, dragon, a little slight. Tekken Eight. We talked about Prince of Persia. I, I, I it's looking pretty fucking stacked as far as I'm concerned. Two I games it, I want to play. And I guess I'm, I'm thinking of, of I'm thinking of January in terms of the entire year of 2023. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess moving on to February. Um, you know. As these remaster packages go, yeah, I I could be interested in this Tomb Raider uh, remastered starring Laura Croft one through three. Yeah, a couple of remasters coming out. There's the the Tomb Raider one through three, and then there's also Star Wars Dark Forces, and that one I'm intrigued w- in terms of what what they're going to actually be doing. 
uh, because I played Dark Forces back in the day on PC, uh, and it was a, uh, you know, it's it's a it's just a, a, a Star Wars first person shooter. Uh, it was very clearly, you know, uh, just just following off of the the run of Doom likes when that's all everyone wanted to make. That was oh, the only cool. format you would make as a as a, and it wasn't like great. But it was really cool that it was just a Star Wars game where you could run around with a blaster and shoot yeah. Gamorrean guards. Um, I see Mon Mothma in a in a screenshot. Yeah, there's some Mothma in there. I can't remember if Mothma was in the original game or if this is something they're adding for the remaster. I'm sure. I'm sure she was. Uh, but yeah, it's a. Uh, I, I wonder what it, what exactly they're going to do here, and I wonder how extensive it is. I guess I could just watch the fucking trailer. <laughs> I guess I could have done any prep at all for this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. This is our this is our most prepped. Um, I, I I would be interested in that. I know that they've ported some other Star Wars games to like Switch and other consoles. Your um your Jedi Knights and your Jedi Knights Two, for example. People really like those games, but I don't know how. Well, much. yeah, and Jedi Knight yeah. began as Dark Forces Two Je- colon Jedi Knight, and then they cut that becomes its own franchise, and then there's Jedi Knight Two. But yeah, your got your main guy turns in becomes a Jedi in the sequel. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I just noticed that Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Comes out on the leap day. Yeah, slated for slated for February 29th. I mean, that'll be another one that it's just like. Here, here's the thing about this show. Because of the way we book it, we have this we play, you play, where we play one game at length and talk about it every month. Uh, as a, if you're if you're a longtime listener, you know that we do this. It's always kind of an awkward spot when something comes out at like the very end of the month, because mm-hmm. obviously we're not going to have time to do an episode for it in a timely fashion. Uh, and then by the time we get to it at like the end of March, it would have to be, is that going to be too late? But I also feel kind of feel like with a game like that, and especially I don't think we've done a Final Fantasy VII remake episode. No. I feel like we might end up covering that. We've only done my favorite Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but speaking of March, Nick, I don't know if, we want, if there's anything else in February you well, want to talk about. I mean, again, you're completely out on it now, apparently, but Suicide Squad killed the Justice League in February. That's a, it's, it's a skip for me unless I hear it's great. Like, if, I just can't... Hopefully it will be. Uh, I want every game to be good. I want every game to be good. Uh, I know this Mario versus Donkey Kong is coming to Switch also. That's pretty exciting for people that like that. Uh, but Persona 3 Reload is one where, again, yeah. I just I didn't even fucking play Persona 4 Golden, so what am I doing I to myself? Even, I didn't even finish 5. 5 is awesome. I finished the shit out of five and loved every second. Okay. The game's a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> Don't have to yell at me. I'm just saying. <laughs> I do think about it fondly and I, I wish, um, I wish I could continue. I, 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 and who's to say I won't someday. Yeah. But, someday I'll have a spare 140 hours. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll get to it again. Um, with this magical time stopping machine <laughs> that I have. The dagger of time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so far, on the release schedule for March, we should mention we're looking at Polygon's list. That's yes. what we're. That's what the two of us are using, just as like a a shared point of reference yeah. here. Yeah, and and it's the kind of thing where what happens is that the first couple of months everything is set, and then things substantially thin out from there because there's a lot of stuff that's just TBD twenty twenty four. And as of as of recording, the Game Awards has not aired, and I know that I'm for sure gonna guess that there will be. Uh, games announced with release dates on uh, at the Game Awards. Um, 
I'm going to say no. You're going to say no? there's going to be no announcements of anything be, in the Game not Awards. A single not, one. This is going to be the one they're just going to focus on giving awards to the steamed games of the past year. There's not going to be any sort of marketing tie-ins. Nick, that's absolutely foolish, and I can't believe you would think something well, like I'm that. Well, I'm going on the record and saying there's <laughs> nothing new will be announced during the Game Awards. <laughs> it's You know what? I'd love to be wrong. <laughs> I don't need more. We don't need more games. We're good. One that caught my eye that's uh, that's is currently slated for Switch for March 22nd. It's Princess Peach Showtime. Yeah, let's fucking go. Because Super Princess Peach, uh, which was for the DS, was such a disappointment and was such a game where I, th- I was hoping that it would be like, oh, we get a cool, a proper Princess Peach game, but it's really not. It's just kind of like a... I mean, the, the, the premise of it is honestly kind of shitty, uh, which is the, or the, the core thing, which is that you, Peach has all these different emotions and then you can mm. like, you can, you know, like, like make her angry, make her sad, make her happy. And then that affects the environment in whatever way she's going to uh, uh, cry a bunch and then that'll like make a, a vine grow. Um, but also just wasn't that good, like just as a platform. And I love, pl- I love mascot platformers. I always want to have fun with these games, um, but I'm hoping that this new Princess Peach game, uh, whatever it ends up being, uh, you know, it certainly like is is pretty aesthetically pleasing. Um, but I hope this one actually plays well and actually does Princess Peach some justice because she's a she's a great character. Great character. Uh, I didn't even realize that there was another Princess Peach game. I was ready to be like, it's about time there's been a single Princess Peach game, but maybe it's about time there's a good one. Yeah, I don't know if there's an, that's the only one I can think of. I don't know if there was another one that came out at a certain point. You could play all of Super Mario Wonder as Princess Peach. That's a great point, Matt. Thanks. Not me, though. I stuck with Mario. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. You could do that. Yeah, I'm could. playing as Mario. Yeah. His name's on the fucking box. <laughs> and then I'm looking at I'm looking at what else we got here. All, these other locks and for March and April, and these aren't doing anything for me. I'm sure there. I'm sure there's going to be spaces filled in in these mm-hmm. months. There will be stuff coming out in these months that is not. Uh, announced. Um, yeah, I wonder, you know, I, I, look, I, I have some fondness for Braid. Obviously, it's a little bit up its own ass, but it is like a really cool, like, hey, we're talking about games as art that would uh, impress a, yeah. the, the late uh, Roger Ebert. That's certainly a candidate. So the Braid re- anniversary edition, depending on what additional content it has, I mean, I think that's one that's coming with some commentary, like kind of built into it. And th- that's mm. like, an, that's just like an interesting, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I like these sorts of, uh, I, I mean, they did that with, um, you know the the Atari Anniversary Collection is is an yeah. example of like this game is basically presenting you a lot of history and context for uh, all, all, everything that's within this game and and I think there's that that could I wonder if they will have a similar approach here uh, but yeah not not a thing I'm like sort of chomping at the bit to get it my, get my hands on right um, but then I'm looking at these this list of games with no release date mm-hmm. right and I'm scrolling down. I remember seeing the preview for Contra Operation Galuga. Galaga? It can't be Galaga. That's not how Galaga is spelled. No. It is Galuga. Now, Galu- what, is it Galuga, like an old-time car horn? Oh, Maybe. It's, it's, it's Contra starring Jay Leno. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, that looks like a more classic Contra experience than um, the one that we did on the show, and I would hope that it's good, because I, I loved... The only Contra game that I've actually ever played is Contra 4 for the DS. And that is one of the hardest games I've ever played in my life, dude. 
Um, yeah, the country games could be pretty pretty punishing. You know, I played I, I played them all back in the day for NES and Super NES, and I, I just have no faith in Konami to do this franchise justice. Sure. Um, hopefully, it'll be good, but yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, I think the big one here is Elden Ring: Shadow of the Erdtree yeah, DLC. Dog. Yeah, that's again. You were saying that you've have more hours in Elden Ring than any other game by you know a hundred hours. I yeah, mean, how hyped are you for this? Uh it's g- mid. N- no, um, <laughs> I'm I'm very excited for this, and to the point where I'm like, do I start a new game with a new character? So what I'm like doing this. What by the time this comes out, I could either be done with it or be far enough in it where I can just join from wherever this starts. Yeah, but. I think I'd like to maybe just get back into Elden Ring and and clean up house because I know there's a lot of stuff I didn't do, and I loved I loved my um, my build in my in in my first playthrough. It's a game that I've intended to start again because I loved it so so right. much. Well, you can do that, but freaking when, dog? <laughs> uh, but but I, I I I do I do really love it, and I'm I'm very excited for Shadow of the Earth Tree just because I couldn't even speculate what it could be i mean i probably just will not get around to it but it does you never, you, you never finished it did you i didn't finish Elden ring that's okay i want to what about this funko fusion <laughs> <laughs> funko fusion sounds like it's probably pretty good uh i i looking at the looking at the rest of the calendar i mean like for me you know i i think i think if heather was here she would talk about the suikoden remasters yeah um uh, you know, it, uh, I th- I just hope it turns out okay. I hope those are those are those deliver on uh, the promise of the premise. Um, but for me, you know, I I, I love the Telltale games, and mm. the best of them was The Wolf Among Us, and The Wolf Among Us Two. We'll see if it actually comes out in twenty twenty four. But that is one where if they really pull that off, I think that one will be a banger. Uh, for that style of game, and I, and I honestly also wonder how much of it will be just like, oh, this is just a, a really aesthetically pleasing, um, uh, you know, uh, hopefully with good storytelling, uh, you know, with storytelling up to the to its to its standards uh, version of this formula, and how much will be like we're going to shake up uh, what we do a little bit. Yeah, I, I I be I never even played the the Wolf Among Us, but it's on my list. Hell I of ha- a game. I think I have it. Um, I must own it. Yeah, there's a time where like those all those games were like two dollars or something, and I got a bunch of them. But i I would like I would like to play that so that I could be very excited for the second one because everyone seems to really love it. Uh, yeah, if it's for you, it's very for you, and it's one of those games where it is for me. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines two. I worked with some Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines one developers uh, back in the day. I mean, that's a game that came out when I'm looking it up 2004. So you know, it, mm-hmm. it's this has been a long dormant franchise. It's a, um, uh, you know, the it's a it's a different developer now. I'm actually not sure if the original if the developer I think I think the developer of of Bloodlines one is folded. Yeah, Troika they folded. Um, so it's so you know it's one of those things where it's kind of like a Baldur's Gate three where it's just like here's this big totemic RPG franchise. It's in the hands of a new developer. Are they going to be able to do it justice? And and I'm optimistic that they will. Uh, but also I I may be pessimistic that this one actually sees a 2024 release just yeah. because of how how labor intensive it is to make a game of this sort of scope. So I see here mm-hmm. the Paper Mario Thousand Year Door remake for Switch. Hell yeah! And I don't have. The only Paper Mario games I've played are the one for the 3DS, which I did not love. 
the super the sticker star or whatever it's called. No, that one sucks. This this yeah. is the thing is that they they really lost the plot with the franchise after Thousand Year Door. Mm-hmm. Like for me, like that's the that's the the last good one. Maybe I'm 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 too much of a of a purist. Maybe I'm too much of a fuddy duddy. Maybe there are some of these entries uh, that follow that people have some fondness for. But for me, it's like Thousand Year yeah. Door. It's like they perfected the formula. Then for some reason, they decided to muck it up with all these future iterations. So I'm hoping the you know the the remake is just like hey, yeah, that's that game I love. And hopefully that it, it it will it would steer them towards making some more po- proper Paper Mario's because I, I and I, I played the Switch one and I I didn't finish it but I, I mm-hmm. liked what I played of it but I understand that yeah it's not anywhere close to as good as uh, Thousand Year Door. Um, I see this one I don't know what it's what it is. It's called Planet of Lana, and that's making me think why isn't there a Planet of the Apes game? That's a home run to me. All right, I think we're about done here. <laughs> don't you <laughs> think? Not, now we're like, hmm, this title of this game that I don't know what it is is reminding me of a game I wish would exist I wish for there that was point a, in the conversation. I wish there was a Planet of the Apes game in the style of like the Shadow of Mordor or something where you could be these apes and then there's maybe other apes that you fight or whatever. Have they never made a Planet of the Apes game? I don't know. Planet of the Apes Lost Last Frontier. Hmm. Came out in 2018. I, I have no memory of this game. I had never even, yeah, never even heard of it. Um, not well received. Yeah, it looks bad. So maybe I'm wrong. But um, no, I mean you're not like you're not wrong that the Planet of the Apes franchise could be a cool game. Yeah, or Um, could lead to a cool game. I think it'd be fun. You get to play as one of the apes. There was a Planet of the Apes game back in 2001 that was a tie-in. It was a Ubisoft game, and it was a tie-in to the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes. Man, the Ape Lincoln one. Ape Lincoln? Did you not see it? No. I'm a, I mean, I just spoiled the ending. It's Ape Lincoln? The ending of, the, of Planet of the Apes. Uh, so they didn't do the same ending? No, they were like, well, people already know that the, t- the twist ending of like, it's our planet. Like, they already know that. So we got to subvert that way to come up with something different. So what happens is that uh, Mark Wahlberg's character, Mark Wahlberg, the hero of Planet of the Apes, uh, crashes into the Lincoln Memorial. And he's like, oh, I'm back on Earth. I'm finally here. And then he looks up and it's Lincoln, but he's an ape. He's like, no. <laughs> so what happened is that he like went to a different like reality and then we came back to his Earth. He thought he was home, but now it's... And then all, all apes show up. It's just like a bunch of fucking police apes show up and he's just like, oh, no, I'm now I'm on my planet, but it's all apes. It doesn't really make any sense. But 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 what has happened now is yeah. that it's good that I said this. Because it's good that you said that. Yeah, no, I, here's the thing. I wasn't giving you a note. I was just saying that, like, we might be about out of gas I think we, yeah, we might be a little bit out of gas, but I'm glad we got to Ape Lincoln. Wow, how did they ruin that? It's such. I mean, I guess if the premise is, like, or the twist is so known, yeah. making it again doesn't work like it doesn't make any sense but maybe just do it again yeah that, i think just do it again and don't try to work backwards from like how do we really fuck with people's heads how do we come up with a like how okay ape, what's a new twist ending we could come up with because that's just not gonna work ape out. lincoln ape lincoln i gotta google it so i can see it ape lincoln it fills in the rest of it for you for planet of the apes it fills it in if you type in ape lincoln it's yeah it knows what you're looking for wow this is horrific <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny because it looks like lincoln but it's just with an ape head and they barely had to change any of it that's no. so good yeah. okay i'm glad we did that yeah uh but hopefully <laughs> if, if there are games coming out in the year of 2024 that you're excited about let us know uh in the comments and we'll maybe hopefully we'll check them out 
uh, everyone's just commenting about a Planet of the Apes game. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they we, make one. I hope we can play as Ape Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I think, and I think the main thing is, and this is always the thing with doing some sort of preview thing is, some of these are going to be absolute debacles, um, as we've seen in the past, that just like some some overhyped games are to come out and they're going to overpromise, they're going to underdeliver for whatever reasons. Yeah. But then also, we're going to have a game, like again, one of my favorites, maybe my favorite of 2023, Dave the Diver. There's going to be some game that just comes right. out of nowhere that's going to completely eat up everyone's, uh, you know, uh, mind share and just going to be like, oh, th- this is the game that's driving the conversation. Vampire Survivors, the same sort of thing. No one was thinking about this game. Comes no, out right. and I was like, holy shit, check this and this entirely new uh, feeling thing that, that 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 just came out of the indie space. So that's honestly what I'm most hyped for is a game I don't know about yet that's going to come out and that I know I'm going to love because that's, yeah. that's inevitable at some point this and year. I'm hoping that the, the developers that listen to this show can just rally together and make the Planet of the Apes game that I want. Okay. <laughs> I know, yeah, that's but that's like right. Like I'm sure there, there, there will be something that catches us by complete surprise, like as there always is. But this also, you know, this might be a dud year. Maybe it could it's be a, a dud year. It could be a dud year. There'll, there'll be a, there'll be a, there'll be a gem even in a dud year. Oh yeah, a diamond it, in the rough. They could uh, another thing they could do is they could do a Planet of the Apes style Telltale game, and so you have a point where your conversation option is to say, "Get your hand off me, you damn dirty ape!" <laughs> <laughs> Just love to pick that dialogue option. I would love. How would you not pick that if it was available? Even yeah, it's. Oh, well, I would have to pick all of them at a certain yeah. point. I have to see what the, the options are. But uh, they're they're. they're to your point, there shouldn't be a Telltale Planet of the Apes game. There's, there's, cause there should have been like a dozen of these types of games already. But anyway, uh, Nick? I, I had to look up the line because I wanted to make sure that I was, I was correct. It's a, uh, take your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty ape. Even better. <laughs> Just like couldn't put up with any yeah. of it immediately. He's like, get off of me. What are you doing? Caesar will remember this. <laughs> And then Wahlberg says it like all Wahlberg. Get your stinking paws off of me. Uh, Nick, you know what time it is. It's time for the question block. Ba-ding. And here we go. These are all from our Discord, discord.gg slash get played. So if you're not there, get in there. And then you too can leave a, uh, a comment or a question. This first one is from Ricky Concarne. And Ricky writes, have you guys ever gotten into a phase where you don't feel like playing a game but still want to watch gameplay of a game. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I mean, for me, that be, that I reached a certain point of Hearthstone fatigue where I was still enjoying watching high-level tournament play. Mm-hmm. I just likes like, oh, you're so much better at this game than I am that I just like seeing that. Um, but when I was actually playing the game, I was like, this is predatory pay-to-win bullshit. This is pissing me off, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, so so that's that's one thing that leaps to mind. I don't know anything anything uh, uh, come up for you, Matt. I don't I don't typically watch gameplay. Like, I totally get the appeal of Twitch, and you know we have Twitch streamed in the past, and that's yeah. very fun. I myself don't find myself watching that too much, but I will end up watching more like video essays about games sure. or like tech breakdowns. Like, I will watch somebody like tear down a PS Five any day. Like, I like to watch stuff like that more than I like to watch people playing a game, I think. But is the question specifically, hey, I don't I don't want to play this game anymore, but I do want to watch this game. Like, is is that is that what it seems like it's being I, asked? I guess it's like, do you, you don't feel like playing a game, but you want to 
watch gameplay of a game. It doesn't have to be the same game that you're playing. Yeah, the answer is yes. Yeah. Like, absolutely I have those feelings. Because it's just a different energy. It's just different yeah. vibes. Watching someone stream or just watching, like, a like a long play of a, of, a, of a game, it's just, like, a completely different energy from steering the ship yourself. And especially I like seeing people who are, like, super good at it. I love watching that. I mean, look, I've talked about my fondness for speedruns of the past. I love just putting on a speedrun for a game I've never played. I guess I can get stuck in, like, a... Like a a hole of like being on Reddit for um, a particular game and just like watching like The Last of Us Two Ellie like kills mm-hmm. like and just like watching somebody who's like mastered the combat in that game just like oh, go yeah. nuts. That's so fun. Um, this next one's from hmm, Zado. I don't know how you, it's X S J A D O on on our Discord, um, and, and they write, "What's your go to RPG character class? Are you in your face fighter type?" Or a suave, stealthy rogue? Great question. By the way, whenever, whenever anyone has an inscrutable username, I'm always worried it's a reference for something that I should know. Yeah. And then I'm like, ah, shit. I'm, like, I'm just looking like a, an idiot because I don't know what this reference is. But I think we all agree. I, could, I tried my best. You tried your best. Anyway, uh, I do like to be, a, a, like, first off, my go-to is Paladin. If Paladin is available, mm-hmm. I love being just like, it's very fun to role play. I also just generally like that style of play uh, of just having, you know, being a melee character uh, with buffs like yes. and, and with heals. I think that's just like super fun to play. But if you're asking like, it also depends on context because if this is like a, if this is a single character game versus like this is a character that's going to be part of a party that to me those are those are slightly i mean obviously not just to me to right. anyone who plays games yeah. those are those are different contexts um and if i'm soloing through something I just want a little bit more versatility yeah. like i i, I want to be able to do a little bit of you know a, a little bit of um i want to be able to do some stealth i want to be able to uh, to you know to do some ranged I want to be able to do a little bit of everything but if I'm in the context of like I'm a part of a party then yeah I usually probably will lean towards a paladin or a bruiser like give myself a give myself a big brute barbarian or something I feel like I often am gravitated toward who has a beam right and that's you often, do love a beam I do love beams and I feel like those are often sorcerer characters but sometimes sure. I feel like sorcerers are often like glass cannons, right? Like they can do like uh, lots of damage, but are kind of weak themselves. Yeah. So I, I like to do like um, in Elden Ring, I had high intelligence and like high strength. So that like if I had to get in, if I had to get in the mix there, like. Um, Don't you love the fantasy of video games? Yeah, you can just do whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, my, my guy is smart and strong. He's smart and strong. Fuck, this rules. Yeah, I was like, oh, what an absolute like different dimension. <laughs> but I had a uh, yeah high intelligence, high strength build, so that um, if like I could use my magic from mm-hmm. far away, I could. But if I had to like get up close and personal, then it wasn't a problem. And yeah. it was still always a problem because that game is very hard, and I was not very good at it. Yeah. But I did finish it, um, but. I like I like in Baldur's Gate where you can sort of be like, I guess I can kind of pick like a cheeky answer. Like that's always fun too, like in an, in an RPG like that. But you don't usually get to have dialogue choices a, a lot of the time, in unless it's like a a game with that type of system built into it. Yeah, it depends on the game. I, I do the I I do like if there are distinct uh you know if there are distinct choices for the class from the role playing element mm-hmm. like that to me is you know that 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 actually probably governs my decision a little bit more like you like you're talking about in a, in a BG3 I think the 
I, th- I think I just like being a, a fucking big mountain. I think that's the thing. Yeah. I just like being like big and strong. And so, and Paladin usually uh, qualifies there for me, but I'll, I'll, I'll go a little bit more melee focused too. I liked my, I started um, in Diablo 4. Mm-hmm. I started a sorcerer build and then I wanted to see what the druid build was like. And I liked my druid build a little bit more, but I was a little too far into um, my, my sorcerer build that I went back to that. And then of course, never finished it. Um, I did finish Diablo four, Diablo four, and I'm real. I'm like having trouble remembering. Like you're talking about games exiting your brain. I'm yeah. having trouble remembering what class I played. <laughs> it's like what the fuck did I play? What did I put like forty hours yeah. into? I feel like you um, I think it was a necro. Bar- oh, I think that's right. That sounds about right. Yeah, I um, think it was a necro. This next one is from Trapezio Prepanini, and, and and they write. My wife and I are likely moving from New Jersey to California for my job at my startup. Congrats. Yeah, congrats. I've I've built a collection of games over the years that, while not as good as Heather's Hole TM, certainly comes (laughs) close. From my Virtual Boy to my Mint Inbox NES Deluxe with Rob to my Mint Inbox Chrono Trigger, I'm quite proud of it. Sadly, I think it's time to sell sell it off to make the move easier. I will keep a select few items near and dear to me. How How would you prioritize what to keep and what to sell? And if... You were in my shoes. What would be the five items you would keep no matter what? Oh, boy. I mean, uh, I'm the wrong person to ask because I just get rid of shit. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I don't have, I, there, there's stuff I regret selling, but for the most part, I'm like kind of the opposite of a hoarder. I just get yeah. rid of things when I, when I feel like they no longer serve me. Um, but I will say that if you got a mint and box uh, chrono trigger, hold on to that bad boy. I mean, that's that feels like an easy one for the... Uh, for the yeah. keep list. Uh, I, you know, I, I think the, the obvious thing to do is just to like think of bulk because you know that 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 uh, rob um the robotic operating buddy uh maybe a, a, a cool little item but how much yeah. space is that going to take up for your cross-country yeah. move you maybe, know maybe um sell it to get played and we'll um have a we'll re- replace a co-host <laughs> <laughs> things got too much charisma yeah <laughs> Um, I'd say for stuff that you're going to keep, I would absolutely prioritize mint stuff, especially if it matters to you. If it doesn't matter to you that much, then part with it. And then, you know, that can be a nice payday for you. But I would consider these, these things as well. If you've played it in the last five years Mm. to like with to not for not just novelty for like actually getting in there. Yeah, right. I want to revisit this thing. Yeah. If you played it in the last five years and you think you might do it again, keep it. If not. See ya. And then my other criteria is, can it be played on something else modern? Yeah. If it can be played on something else modern, and it's not like, super, it's not mint or you won't miss it, get rid of it and then, you know, you could play it on like N- Nintendo Switch Online or something, right? Or um, there's a port of it on a different, in, a, in, a, in an HD collection or whatever. Uh, and then you can, you can play it that way. I think parse down and then you, that way you can be able to uh, still have the memory, but on 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 newer hardware is what I would do. Uh, yeah, I think that's good guidance. Yeah. Um, this next one is from Sigvic three seven three. If you could bring back any handheld, what would it be? Feel free to include any weird accessory or accessories made for said handheld. My immediate thought is um, uh, uh, Game Boy Advance SP. Not mm. the f- necessarily that, but the form factor. The SP was so good to me, and I, I, I just love being able to fold that bad boy up and put it in my pocket and just kind of be done with it, but 
the hinges I know are a big factor for why things don't really have hinges anymore because that is always the breaking point. Yeah, but it was great for portability and durability yeah. at, uh, of the screen, at least. Yeah. I mean, I did like that SP. That was cool. I had a, a, an SP Lite, which was the, it was, it was, um, had a backlight to it, or maybe it was a front light. Oh, yes. But yeah, and, and, and that was great. And that just like, and, and they, they, are, they released an upgraded one later. And it was one of those quiet hardware updates, but the screen looked way better. Mm -hmm. And I ended up getting one of those. Um, and I rocked with that for a while. And yeah, that, that is one piece of hardware I wish I still had. But it was the question is, what will we bring back? Yeah. What is this thought exercise? Like, we, like it's just back and it's just like, hey, this, they're making new games for this? I'm thinking, yeah, I think okay. it's back. John Wick style. Uh, I don't know. I'm, 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 I mean, I would say the Vita just because the Vita is cool. It's a cool piece of hardware. But yes. I feel like it, by this point, like, you know, anything they could make for the Vita, they could just make for the Switch. Mm -hmm. Um. So, yeah, you know, I'm just going to say uh, I'm just going to say the DS. I mean, that dual screen form factor is really cool. Uh, yeah, more the, DS the, games. the DS is really nice. If there was like a. Um, yeah, just the DS. I loved I love my 2DS. I'll say I love mm. I love busting that out every now and then, too. But uh, the DS is an absolutely home run. Um, this next one is from Arctor and Arctor writes. Question for the group, but I'm especially interested in Weiger's perspective from a former game development insider. Mm. With the advent of AI across all forms of media these days, from writing to analytics and now to programming and coding, what do you expect the landscape to look like for the gaming industry in a decade? More cheaply produced AI built stuff that will lead to job losses, but cheap games? Or will this fad pass like NFTs? Uh, it's a great question, and I wish I offered any unique insight based off of my development experience. But honestly, I can only speculate like any random asshole. Uh, which, it, but I would say that I do think that there's a little bit of the discussion of of generative AI and its place in you know uh, making content. I think there's that there are. And, and I, I feel safer saying this on the other side of the WGA and SAG-AFTRA strikes where some protections have gotten in um, uh, for the creators there. I do think some of that stuff is maybe a little bit overblown, some of those concerns. And I also think that a big part of how people consume content is they want it to be from somebody. Like a big part yeah. of fandom is I like this person. And in games, uh, in a game standpoint, I like this developer and I like the games they make. And you want to support them. And if it turns out that what they're making is, is you know, AI generated, um, all of a sudden, I feel like that goodwill falls away and it feels like a betrayal. So I think there will be certainly a lot of cheap bullshit that is just churned out in the same way that they were like, I, I was hearing a thing about that there's a bunch of fake AI generated travel guides that just sell on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And they're all just like these, these, you know, like a guide to Washington, D.C. that's like completely made up. It's just complete bullshit. You buy this book and it's like <laughs> identifying landmarks that aren't there. Yeah. Um, Abe you know, Lincoln. Abe Lincoln, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, and, and so like I think that sort of cheap sort of ripoff uh, shit will exist as it already, you know, does exist uh, in um, uh, it, just because it, it's there's no gatekeeping in so many of these online stores. So I think there'll be a lot of that that crap. But I don't think it's going to dominate the marketplace, I think, in the way that, that people feared. Hopefully not. I hope I'm, I hope I'm right there. We'll yeah. see. Get your hands off of me, you damn dirty AI. <laughs> <laughs> um, and finally... I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I have... I, 
You know, I have very little uh, like thought about it because I see what AI makes. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no way that people want this. Like, it looks bad. Like, all of it looks bad. And like the I mean, yeah, we joke about like the AI president stuff and like that shit's like funny. But it's like somebody is somebody's on the back end, like coming up with that like like it's, no yes that's the thing I mean? their their ai is being used as a tool it's being used to create the simulacrum of president voices um but someone is doing the work yeah. of like writing and editing this thing together it's not yeah. like hey create this thing or maybe it is but i don't think any, someone's just putting into a prompt um create the uh uh, create the presidents of, of, you know, Presidents Obama, Biden, and Trump um, debating the uh, souls born tier list. I yeah. don't feel like that's like there's still some yeah in the way that like teenagers there. talk to each other online. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, I so, but all that to say, I guess, like I don't think I've seen anything AI that I've been impressed by or that I want more of. There's like it's all of it is garbage to me. Like, I don't. It's it's so I don't have any fears of it. Like taking over in uh in a significant way like that at all like it just it just there's no way that people are gonna stand for that yeah i think so but but also who fucking knows yeah uh I'm, i mean i'm ready to be replaced by an ai podcast in <laughs> 10 years so we'll see uh and, and finally this one's from andrew s hi andrew hi andrew you're you are on a three-month mission to mars what game do you take to pass the time now i have a cheat answer mm-hmm the Kingdom Hearts all in one collection. So it's got everything. <laughs> it's got all Kingdom Hearts on a single disc. Uh-huh. Maybe it's two discs, but I think it counts because it comes in one box. And I can just play through Kingdom Hearts over the three months on my way to Mars and then have all that knowledge to help me when I'm there. Yes. Uh, do you have internet access in this scenario? Hmm. I think probably no, right? Uh, I think the, the vessels have internet. Like, like high-speed internet? Like you play Fortnite on this thing? I, don't, I feel like that's far-fetched. We're going to Mars, baby. I think I think I think they got it. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you'd want to put like that's a great answer. Anything yeah. something that's just like like dense with a lot of uh, content uh, that, that you put many, many hours into is, is a good good way to go. But I kind of feel like this is a scenario where you'd want a game that you could play to keep playing, mm. you know, like you'd want more of like a, a Tetris or something, something that you can just play over and uh, like you play endlessly. Wow. But Tetris for three months straight. It's also a pretty brisk trip to Mars. I'm not saying Tetris would be my pick, but I'm saying yeah. like that's the kind of game that I would want, something that I would keep playing a bunch. I'm um, thinking it's taking us three months to get to Mars. That's what I'm thinking. It's not like we're going and then staying there for three months and then coming back. It's taking us three months to no, get there. No, I get there. that. Yeah. That still feels like a brisk trip to Mars, doesn't it? Doesn't it feel like it would take five years? I guess, but I'm like a quarter of a year. That's pretty... Uh... How long does it take to get to Mars? Let me ask some AI. <laughs> I feel like that's a multi-year voyage. It says about seven months. NASA says seven months. Okay. Yeah. Well, whatever. Three months for seven months. They've, they've refined the travel and cut it down to over right. half the, the time. Uh, I, and they have the internet. Yes. All that, all that said, <laughs> I think that drives me towards a game uh, that I've played a lot of that, had, that I can just play again and again, um, but also has a little bit of, you know some elements of human connection and community, which I think I probably, I might be missing on this lonely voyage. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and to me, that answer is Stardew Valley. Oh, yes. Because, you know, it's a, it's open-ended. I can play this game endlessly, and I can I can keep rolling new characters and keep trying to make new kinds of farms. Um, but also, you know, I can I can make friends with all the villagers. I think that's good. Yeah, if you, like... Except for Pierre. No one likes Pierre. Oh. Sorry, Pierre. I, I guess... Yeah, you can't... It's not going to happen for you. And we can ship your ass off to Mars. Oh, you can stay there. Oh, you're going to leave Pierre on Mars. <laughs> Fucking... You're gonna take his coat out and leave him on Mars. Leave him on the on the on the big red giant. Maybe if he's kept his general store open on Wednesday, then he could stay. That is pretty inconvenient. Yeah. That's like when you can do most of your yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Where are you you're taking hump day off? <laughs> one town and one one store in town. Take Sunday. Yeah. Exactly. That's fine. But um Yeah, I I guess I'll just use that three month time to brush up on the lore of Kingdom Hearts and just (laughs) and come back a scholar. Uh, But that was um, honestly Emma's Tears of the Kingdom slash Breath of the Wild uh, uh, shout out from earlier. I mean, kind of not bad actually. That that honestly is you could do a lot worse than that. Yeah, yeah. you could for sure find every Korok seed exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And that was the question block, guys. Thanks so much for writing in. And like I said before, you can. Uh, write in with your questions and comments at discord.gg slash get played and Nick I think that's this week's episode that's this week's get played we should be back caught up to the present next week yeah if this schedule holds if not this will be edited out and you won't hear it that's right and if you do hear this that means the schedule held that's right <laughs> uh, shout out to Emma for filling in for Rochelle Chen this week yes thank you Emma Emma thank you, you, you want to plug no I got nothing happy new year maybe yeah, happy, happy new, new year, maybe. maybe. Yeah, again, this might be edited out. Yeah, who could t- who could say? We'll see. Yeah. Also, check out our Patreon, where you'll find our anime recap show, Get Animated, plus our pre headgum back catalog. That will all be at patreon.com slash get played. And 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 Nick, I think twenty twenty three got played. Wow. And you know what's going to get played? Twenty twenty four. Uh sorry. <laughs> That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>